0: Good morning and welcome to Renewal Church. My name is Jared Kirk. Thank you for joining us live in Boston Common today, and thank you to those of you who are joining us online. Hey, things are a little bit different because we're trying to be as safe and fun as possible, so everything is contactless. So I need you to do something for me real quick, and that is take out your phone if you don't already have your phone out. Now. We handed out these cards live in person and on one side it says follow along with today's service and there's a QR code on there or you can go to RenewalChurchBoston.com slash connect. So if you're watching online the link will be posted in the chat. It's RenewalChurchBoston.com slash connect and there you're going to find lyrics for the songs today. You're also going to find message notes for the talk that's happening in a little while. You'll also find the link for the online connection card and a link to give if you'd like to do that today as well. And I, I just want to encourage you to do that because it's so important to take some kind of concrete next step to turn this experience into, a, into an opportunity for growth for yourself. So make sure you go to RenewalChurchBoston.com connect. We will be referencing that all throughout the message today. Hey, I got a couple songs for you. In a little while, I'm going to be talking about exactly what God wants to do in your life during your time in the city. But first, we have some songs from Dusty. Hey, Dusty, come on up. Everybody give it up for Dusty. Good
1: morning, everybody. (laughs) You know, I think one one of the most difficult things about doing uh, remote church the last few months has been not being able to be around everybody that's a part of this church. And, you know, for worship, for me, it's it's so much easier to worship around other people who are also worshiping. And so that's why I'm so excited that we're back here live in, in the common. So as we jump into worship, if I could just if you're comfortable with it, just stand up with me, and uh, let's let's worship.
2: eternity. We will sing of all you die We sing God with us. God for us. Nothing can come against. No one can stand between us. God You know Come against, no one can stand between us. God with us, God for us. Nothing can come against, no one can stand between us. Where there was death, you brought. Listen to me Listen to me blind and righteous. Seems, the darkness seems to hide his face. I rest on.
1: our Lord of all. God, this morning as we hear from Pastor Jared, I pray that you open our hearts to receive the words that you have for us. And I pray that you help us to apply it to our daily lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And we're going to hear from Heather.
3: Thank you. Welcome back, Renewal Church. We are back. Woo! (laughs) It's so awesome for you guys to be here today. Uh, Like Jared said earlier, have not done it yet, and scan the QR code. If you are meeting with us online, go to renewalchurchboston.com/connect, and that has the message notes for you. Um, it has the Connect card where you can put in prayer requests, and our um, elders and our church staff pray for those every week. And um, it also has a chance for you to give there. Uh, it also this week starting new we are having a new experience called the next steps experience And if you are new or new ish to renewal This is a great way for you to come to this class and to hear about um, What renewal is about and it is a fun time. There's gonna be tons of giveaways Trust me my house is full of all the free stuff that you guys are gonna get if you come and um you're going to have, uh, meet friends, you're going to have fun, and you're going to grow in your faith. And this is on September 13th, and um, so go ahead and pull this out, go to the connection card, fill out the information you need, and um, we are excited to see you at the Next Step, Next Steps Experience. Um, Pastor Jared's going to come in just a minute and pray, uh, and preach on... Um, what we believe as a church and what makes renewal renewal. And so um, let's just pray together as we prepare our hearts and our minds to um, hear from God's word. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for this chance to come together as a church, once again um, in person and still have the ability for those who need to meet online to join us. And we're just so grateful for that, God. I pray that as Pastor Jared comes, that you will open our hearts and our minds, that you will give him the words to say, to challenge us, to um, encourage us, to become more like you in our daily walk. And just bless this time together. In Jesus' name I pray.
0: Hey, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us and thank you to those of you who are joining us online today We're going to continue to live stream to make sure that you can be a part of it If you can't come to church or you shouldn't come to church because you're sick or something like that And I want before we get started today I want to encourage you to make sure that you go to renewalchurchboston.com Connect so that you can follow along with us if you're here in person Just scan the QR code on the orange side of your card. and if you're online The link is online for you. Now, we're in a new series called This Is What We Do, but today we're gonna start off talking about football. I'm not a huge sports guy, but I do miss football in the fall, and if you can't watch it, you might as well talk about it. Check this out. When it comes to coaches in the NFL, some of them are better developers than others. Back in 2018, an ESPN article showed how 28 of the 32 head coaches were connected to two head coaches. One was Bill Parcells, and who was the other one? Bill Belichick, that's right. So 87% of the head coaches in the NFL had worked for one of these two guys or had worked for someone that had worked directly for one of these two guys. Bill Belichick in particular was an insane developer of coaches. During his tenure, he had 17 assistant coaches that went on to become head coaches in the NFL or college and out of those coaches they developed people so that there were 100 total head coaches working in the NFL in college 13 of them were in the NFL that is bonkers that is bananas some coaches were just known for developing now here's what's really crazy about this to me the average tenure of an NFL coach is 4.3 years so all of that development was happening in an increasingly in an incredibly small time frame and that's not really a surprise i mean Most of us aren't ever going to be a part of a football team, but in our um, in our business relationships, the average amount, the average length of a mentor mentee relationship is about 3.3 years. You know, there can be seasons in your life that are very short, but they have intense development and it changes the trajectory of your whole life. You know, that's really not a surprise. Jesus had 12 disciples and they were with him for about three years. And he intentionally poured his life and developed these disciples and they turned the whole world upside down. Now what we're talking about today at Renewal Church is this idea of development, this idea of mentorship, this idea of pouring your life into another person and getting developed yourself. And it is so critically important for what God has for us as Renewal Church in the city and what God wants to do in your life because renewal church is a very unique church we are right here in the center city i mean we're here almost literally in the center city center of the city in boston common today and here's what we've discovered is that most people are here for under three years in our church most of you will move on at some point not everyone but most of you will move on to one of the global cities of the world You're going to go on, you're going to end up in Hong Kong, you're going to end up in London, you're going to end up in Johannesburg, some of you unfortunately will end up in Cincinnati, you know, God forbid, but it's going to happen, right? You're going to go on to these global cities of the world, and my question for you is, are you waiting for the future, or are you preparing for the future? You see, when you're waiting for the future, you say, you know what, I'm not going to be here that long. Maybe I don't need to invest. Maybe I can just coast. I don't need to get that involved because someday I'm going to move somewhere. I'm going to move to my boring life in the suburbs and I'll be more settled down. And that's when I'll grow. That's when I'll invest. That's when I'll make a difference. That's when I will be developed. But there are others who will intentionally prepare during this season of life. And God will use you to impact the global cities of the world for Christ because you're not waiting for the future, you're preparing for the future. Now, today at Renewal Church, we are starting a series called This Is What We Do. And it's a series all about what makes Renewal Church this special, unique place in the city. Now, as a church, our job is to glorify God and make disciples. Glorify God means to make a big deal out of God. It means not to live for me, to live for him. Not to live for my name, but to live for his name. And make disciples is that piece that's all about development. Now, any church that's actually a church should have those two goals in mind, glorifying God and making disciples. But for us as a church, we have realized that we are developing urban professionals to impact global cities for Christ. And if you embrace this as your life, you could go out and make a difference. But if you let this slip you by and you say, I'm going to put myself in neutral, I'm going to put myself on cruise control. I'm just going to wait till that next season. Then when you get there, you'll still be wanting someone to develop you. Part of this is about your life. Are you going to make, are you going to be ready to develop other people at 27 or at 57? Because there might be a 30 year difference where you could have an impact and bring people the hope and the freedom and the joy of knowing God in their life. So here's what we're going to do today. I want you to turn with me in your Bible to Mark chapter 3. And if you're following along online, go to RenewalChurchBoston.com connect. If you have the Renewal Church Boston app, we've updated that this week, so you can follow along there as well. And we're going to talk about how God wants to impact the global cities of the world through you and how it starts with development. So let me read, you to the, let me read the text to you, and then I want to point a couple things out to you. Here it is, Mark 3, 13 through 15. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted and they came to him. He appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. Now, a couple of things that I wanna point out to you about this text, here's the first thing. Jesus intentionally enters into discipling relationships, into development relationships with people in his life. The text we look at today says that Jesus went up on a mountainside and, And we know from the book of Luke, it says he went up on the mountainside and he prayed all night. So Jesus was incredibly intentional about who God wanted him to develop. He was praying about this monumental choice. And catch this. Jesus didn't fall into the trap of trying to develop all the crowds that were coming to listen to him. There was no conversation about, hey, maybe we should set up a system of seminars to make sure everybody can come through. Hey, listen, guys, we gotta set up a process to make sure that our that our discipleship funnel is working. We can get as many people through as possible. Jesus never fell into that trap. He said, I want to intentionally invest relationally in 12 people and those 12 people will, will change the world. The text also says he called to him those he wanted. He called them to be disciples. Now, In the New Testament, the the Greek word for disciples is mathetes, and it means learner, but it means something a little more than learner. It means something like if you're dedicated to the teachings of another. So I always wonder about this holy moment up at the top of the mountain when Jesus is calling these 12 disciples. It's so odd to me because there's this whole crowd there. There's more than 12 peoples, and Jesus says, you, and you, and you, and you. And think about that. By implication, that means there were other people hanging out. It was like, and not you, and not you, and not you. Jesus focused his attention on these close relationships so that he could pour into specific people. Now, there's a quote about this that I want to share with you. And I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you're, you read a book, you read a paragraph, and you read one sentence in the book, and that sentence changes the trajectory of your life. Where maybe you can't re- even remember the whole book but that one thing sticks with you forever i want to share this sentence with you from a guy named robert coleman that has shaped my life and here's what he says jesus concern was not with programs to reach the multitudes but with men the multitudes would follow let me say that again jesus concern was not with programs to reach the multitudes but with men the multitudes would follow that is what renewal church is all about We are all about developing women and men who are going to change the world and impact global cities for Christ. We believe that programs are important, that systems are important, but when it comes to changing the world and sharing the hope and freedom and joy of Jesus, it all comes down to developing men and women that the multitudes will follow. For Jesus, this happened inside of intentional relationships. Here's another thing I want to point out to you. Jesus uses a relationally intensive development style. The text says that he appointed 12 people that they might be with him. And think about being with him. The disciples didn't show up for Sabbath school once a week on Saturday and just give Jesus an hour. For them, they they did everything with him. They were with him. They ate with him. They traveled with him. They did logistics for him. They were in charge of the food. One of them was the treasurer. They were there when his friend Lazarus died and Jesus was weeping. They were there when there was a little girl who who had died and Jesus said, no, she's just asleep, and everybody laughed at him. They were there with him when that same crowd was just left slag-jawed because this little girl got up and rose from the dead and started eating. They were there with Jesus on that last night when he was praying and and he he was wrestling with his calling to suffer on behalf of other people. They were there with him right up until the moment when they weren't. Because when Judas showed up with a mob to arrest Jesus, all the disciples fled. Now, I want you to gain some encouragement from that, friends, because that means even the 12 best disciples who have ever lived still needed a Savior. They were there with him right up until the moment when they weren't. But then... Jesus rose from the dead. And he came back to those same disciples and he showed them grace and forgiveness and mercy and love. And they were with him again. They were with him when he rose from the dead. They were with him when the garden tomb was empty. They were, th- they were with him when Tom, he said, Thomas, put your hand into my side. They were there with him when he sent them to the nations to develop and disciple people to the ends of the earth. They were with him. And that's why when the Roman authorities came to the 12 followers of Jesus and said, hey, you need to stop saying Jesus is Lord because Caesar is Lord. And if you don't stop, we're going to torture you and execute you. The disciples, every one of them said, no, because we were with him. Jesus' development style was inten- like intensely relational. And here's the final thing I wanna point out to you about this text before we talk about how to put this into practice in our lives, is that Jesus uses a hands-on development style. The text says that, that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and have authority to drive out demons. So from the first day, Jesus gave the disciples increasing amounts of, um, of assignments and responsibilities for them to fulfill. He would send them out, and then they would come back, and they would process together how it went, and how how things worked, and how they could do it better next time. He had a message for them to proclaim, a message about the kingdom of God, which is a place of perfect justice and perfect peace, a message about how God loves people and loves his kids and wants to have a relationship with every one of them, and Jesus had spiritual work for them to do so that they could demonstrate their spiritual authority. Jesus gave them hands-on work to develop them. And he knew that they would have work to do to change the world. Think about this, Jesus Jesus had no money, he had no power, he left no descendants, he had no writings, but he invested himself into 12 people. And as a result of those 12 people today, two billion people on the face of planet earth say that Jesus is their Lord. His strategy actually worked. Because Jesus was not interested in programs to reach the multitudes, but in men and women that the multitudes would follow. So he did it intentionally, he did it relationally, and he did it practically, and it changed the world. So for you and I, when we look at the life of Jesus, we don't have to achieve Jesus' results. Good luck with that. But we do need to follow the example of Jesus and the way that he modeled, the way that he developed other people. And so when you leave here today, my hope is that you will leave with this this conviction in your soul that you need to be developed so that you can develop someone else. You will be developed so that you can develop someone else. Now, in our church, there's a few of you who have cracked the 40 year mark. And I'd like to say to all three of you, <laughs> you know, maybe for you, your, your next step is, man, I need to be in the development game. And that's fair, and that's fair. That you would say, I know Jesus has a, a role for me to play in helping other people find freedom and life following Jesus. I need to be a developer. But for many people in our church, your next step today is to be developed so that you can someday develop other people. And mentioning, and going back to what I mentioned before, part of the question is, is that going to happen when you're 57 or when you're 27? Because think about it. If you're following Jesus, there will come a day when you're like, okay, listen, I I don't need to be developed anymore. Like, like it's my turn to pour into other people. And let me just hypothetical. When you, when you're 57, do you think you'll be there? Probably. But what if you got there 30 years earlier and you had 30 years of impact into other people's lives for the sake of the kingdom of God? That's what we're talking about you need to be developed so that you can develop someone else. And as we said at Renewal Church, you're going somewhere someday. You will have a chance to impact global cities for Christ. Will you be ready to develop others when you get there? If you were to spend 3 years of intense development here, I think the answer might be yes. So, I want to I want to give you a couple a couple of ways that I think this can happen based on Jesus work with his disciples. And here's what we're talking about. Here's the points. To be developed so that I can develop someone else, here's what I have to do. Number one, I have to embrace God's purpose for my life. To have a God-sized impact, you must live a God-first life. Let me say that again. To have a God-sized impact, you must live a God-first life. If you are living a me-first life, then you're going to have a me-sized impact. right? If your life is about... You know if you're living for for your name you're living for your net worth you're living for your comfort you're living to collect your experiences so that your instagram feed is lit like it's that is too small of a purpose for you to live for if you are living for you you're living for too small of a purpose god has a bigger purpose for you in fact here's some great news for you according to the bible god loves you so much that he sent his only son to die on the cross so that your sins could be forgiven And then Jesus rose from the dead so that you could have hope and freedom and joy. And when you embrace that reality and say, I don't just believe that Jesus died, but I believe that he is my forgiver of my sins and the leader of my life, then God gives you a new purpose that's so much bigger than living for yourself. This idea of being developed so I can develop other people, you cannot grow spiritually if you don't have a relationship with God. And so if, you, if you're here today and you think, man, I have been living that life. I've been living for myself. I kind of recognize that there's a gap in my soul and that I'm grieving. There, there's just something that's not there. I don't have the purpose that I need. Maybe what you need today is to start that relationship with God. And at the end of the message today, I'm gonna pray a prayer, asking Jesus to be the forgiver of, of, of my sins and the leader of my life. And maybe today is the day you need to make that prayer your prayer and start that relationship with God. Because once that's in place in your life, now you can grow spiritually. And then eventually you can grow others. So, the first thing to be developed so that I can develop someone else, I have to embrace God's purpose for my life. Here's the second thing I need to set aside time in my calendar to invest relationally. We're all too busy. Can we just, like, we're all too busy. Now, quarantine has done some weird things. I've been too busy watching Indian matchmaking on Netflix. I'll admit it. But if we want to grow spiritually and be developed, we need to be with people the way that the disciples were with Jesus. And that means chunking off time in your calendar to invest relationally so that you can be with other people you want to become like. Maybe you've heard this. You are a reflection of your five closest friends. I think that's just true. So maybe you need to spend some time and money to reach out to people, if you're a part of Renewal Church, people who are in your community group. Maybe if you're not a part of a, a community group, which is where we, we live life together, we study the Bible together, we eat and pray together, maybe you need to get into a group. Maybe it's just putting yourself out there and trying to get coffee with someone that you respect spiritually in your life. Man, I would love to be like that person someday. Maybe it's reading a book with somebody else. Last night, my wife and I... We took ice cream and we did Coke floats for another family. That They're just a godly family that's so life-giving to us. We wanted to invest in them and spend time with them and their kids, so we just showed up with ice cream and Coke. Could you do ice cream? But you need to set aside that time to invest relationally. Maybe you would be open to doing a study with a few of your friends. You would say, yeah, I got a couple friends and we could get together and do a study. Listen, if you're that kind of person where you're like, man, I'm up for, I'm down for whatever and I can, I can rally two friends with me. Just check the box on your connection card today, your online connection card, and we will make sure you have the resources you need to do that. We'll give you everything you need. You don't have to teach anything. You can watch video content together and just have a discussion. If you wanted to do a study with a few friends, check that box on the online connection card. So to be to be developed so that I can develop someone, I embrace God's purpose for my life. I set aside time in my calendar to invest relationally. Here's the last thing. I serve with the church to get hands-on training. You know, when you lead a small group at our church, we invest in you. We invest deeply in you, in your development. We have coaches at our group for people who lead, at our church for people who lead groups. And our goal is not just to help you do do groups better, but to invest deeply in you. When you're a part of a group at Renewal Church, part of a community group, that leader is there to invest in you and help develop you. When you serve on a ministry team, like the people who come here and serve and set this place up or welcome guests, now, we, we want to invest in you and help develop you and grow you. It is core to who we are as Renewal Church. When you serve on a ministry team, you develop hands-on skills. You learn how to pray out loud or pray for other people or just meet people's needs right where they are and help them to grow spiritually. But here's a little secret. When we talk about getting into a community group or serving on a team at Renewal Church, it, it's not for Renewal Church. Like, we want you. I mean, it would be helpful to have an extra pair of hands. Yeah, sure. But we have so much bigger of a vision for our church, than growing our church. God is sending the people of Renewal Church to the global cities of the world, and we wanna help develop you for whatever's next in your life. So let me ask you again, are you waiting for what's next in your life? Or are you preparing? what's next in your life we want to help you prepare for what god has next for you so that when you step into it you step into it ready to develop other people and make a difference you feel like you are ready and equipped to impact the global cities of the world for christ now as we close today here's what i want to share with you this is the model of jesus he implemented it he had his 12 disciples but this is not just something we hope works at renewal church This is something we know happens. Because at Renewal Church right now, Terry is in London. And he watches, hey Terry. Doreen is in Amsterdam. Tamelo is in Johannesburg. Chris and Amber are in Hong Kong. We, I mean, we have people all over the globe right now. And Renewal, because they chose to invest, was a transformative time in their life. They're, they're not in neutral, their foot was on the gas. And they will tell you that they have friends, that they made an impact, that, that things got radically better and it was a time of growth and development in their life because they choose to engage. They met a few other people, they showed up and God changed their life. That could be you. Because you, you will probably go somewhere next. In fact, some of you might need to go somewhere next on purpose. Because because of your job, you could go to South Korea. You could go to Indonesia. You could go to Brazil. You could move to, you could move almost anywhere in the world with your job. And some of you, God will lead you in your soul to say, I need to go to the global cities of the world, to the nations, so that I can develop other people for the kingdom of God. And I can spread that message of mercy and peace and love with other people. Some of you will choose to stay in Boston, one of the global cities of the world to be a part of what God is doing at renewal and help develop other people. But God is already doing it and he could do it through you. You need to be developed so that you can develop someone else. And I'll just close with this one last question. Are you preparing for what's next or are you waiting for what's next? Hey, would you uh, bow your head and close your eyes with me? I'm going to pray in just a second here. But as I do, I, I want to speak to those of you who kind of, as you were listening today, you re, you recognize, I, I think I was living for my own purpose. And so I need God to do a work in me. I can't grow spiritually until I have a relationship with God that gives me a bigger purpose than living for myself. So I'm going to pray a prayer right now. And maybe today is your day. Maybe God is working in your life saying, Day is your day, and if that's you, I want to invite you to pray with me right now. Make this prayer your prayer. God, I know that I need you in my life. I have been living for me. In fact, I I, I can sense that living for me has not led to healthy
2: places. I could even say, God, I'm a sinner, and I need your help
0: in my life. God, I believe that Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead so that I could have freedom and hope. Would you come into my life and help me to live for you and your purpose? Would you give me a bigger purpose to live for? I wanna follow after you each day of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer today, I wanna encourage you, your next step is to be baptized. I want you to let us know on your online connection card that you're praying and choosing to follow Christ because you need to plunge your past. I've heard it said that baptism is like a trust fall underwater, that you're no longer trusting in yourself, you're trusting in Christ. In fact, um, we are baptizing someone after the service today. So if that's you, we want to help you take that step of following Jesus. But thank you for being here with us today. We've got more from This Is What We Do next week. But before we close out the service, I want you to hear from Heather. Heather, why don't you come on up?
3: Thank you, Pastor Jared. Go ahead and pull out one more time this card. This has so much of the information that you need. And again, if you are online, um, go to renewalchurchboston.com slash connect. That has your um, place where you can give. Um, They have more information on the next steps experience that I was talking about earlier. But most importantly, you need to take some sort of action step today. Maybe it's just filling out that connection card or putting a prayer request on there. It's so important for us to know how we can help you along in your journey as you follow Christ or if you're just starting out and trying to figure out what this is all about. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope to see you next week here same time and um, thanks for joining us have a good Sunday